<laughs> we were trying to be cool and it backfired. I have no paper towels. <laughs> Booze contains graphic and exclusive content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. So that was a fail. Yeah, never doing that one again. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a cool... all over the floor. Um, mine did at least. Gabby's did not. Don't know how she. I slurped it up in time. Oh, you opened the throat that time. <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> what's up guys welcome to season two episode six i'm of lucia booze with booze oh and i'm gabby <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to booze with booze all right um i just have a few things to say um are you we're just, going are you gonna just repeat what you said last week yes okay um so keep an eye out for our merch store mm-hmm don't forget to leave us voicemails leave and us remember voicemails, that yeah. we're desperate. Yes. I'm just kidding. We just really, when y'all leave us voicemails, like we said last episode, like it just allows us to know that y'all are actually listening to us and that makes us feel good. Yeah. It's <laughs> you, just for us. Honestly, personally, I'm yeah. just like, oh yes, people like us. Right. You boost our confidence up. Okay. Right. Um, I want to say another thing next weekend. 13th. Um, I believe it's next week. And on the 20th, I will be going to Austin. Me and Gabby will actually be going to Austin. And we are going to the Museum of Weird. And I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't know that? Friday we'll be going to the museum. So Friday is going to be like our chill day. I'm not going to explain our whole trip. But so we will be going to the Museum of Weird. And in the Museum of Weird is the Iceman. So you're gonna do a story on the ice man. I am going to do a story on the ice man. God, you're so cool. And we will have literal pictures because apparently in this museum, they have the real ice man in like an incubary. I don't know what the ice man is, so I don't know. I don't All know. All right, we'll just find out thing? and keep an eye out. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, you're gonna be so excited when you go to the hotel. Oh, Maybe we might find more stories. For real, it's Maybe gonna be I'll really cool. Get my own story off of the hotel. Yeah. I mean, it's called, apparently this guy, like, bought the real, um, thing and yeah. everything. So, we'll see when we go. Yeah. We'll see how real it is, you know? Uh, maybe we can take a ghost tour while we're down there somehow. Maybe we can find something around there. Girl, yeah. I'm down. Bet. We're going to keep y'all posted on that, so keep, um, I think that will be more towards the end of the month. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you hear that? Is it still going? Yeah. Okay, That's so. freaking creepy, dude. So, before we started this episode... My, I don't know about Gabby's story, but my story is a paranormal story. And nobody lives above me or next to me. That is weird. On either side. I wonder if you can hear it, like. It's still going. Oh, I don't know if you it can stopped hear just it. now. Yeah. As soon as I got quiet, it stopped. Um, literally, okay, so we were about to start recording. And all of a sudden, this noise above my apartment just started going crazy. Like, it sounded like somebody was stomping above us, like. I totally in, forgot about it until I heard it again. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so I've, I've been in that apartment because my le- leasing agent let me go check it out. It's a really nice apartment, but um, nobody lives there. And nobody's supposed to move in until, like, August or April. Mm-hmm. So nobody should be up there, and I don't think maintenance I works this late. I swear somebody 
What time is it? It's 8.39. Yeah, so they're not here. So that's really creepy. Yeah. But it, you can literally hear somebody walking around. Up there. It literally sounds like, because the kitchen should be right above me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think the kitchen is right above me or maybe the other room. But it literally sounded like somebody was just stomping up there. Anyways, it was just weird because I'm about to do a paranormal story and then we heard that and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Nobody lives above me. <laughs> Myra was like, well, maybe it's somebody like next door. I was like, nobody lives there either. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> We're next empty. door. Yeah. <laughs> it should not be any noise like that. But anyways, that was, that was fucking weird. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lucia, what's in our glass? Oh, our glass tonight is going to be another beer. It's going to be um, from Eureka Heights Beering Company, and it is called Mini Boss. It's an IPA. Um, I personally like IPAs. I like the hoppiness of the IPAs, but I don't. I don't like hate IPAs, but it's just this one's pretty good. I you, like this one. You just have to get used to it. It is a lighter beer yeah. too, so it's yeah, not I like harsh. Like, yeah, I'm more into like lighter beers. Yeah, because some um, some IPAs are dark my beers, but yeah, yeah. Trust me, we'll we'll get there. Some <laughs> IPAs are super dark though, like. They can be super heavy and thick on your stomach, but this one's really good. I like this one. Yeah, but that's what we're drinking. Um, it's called Mini Boss from Eureka Heights. It's pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. So, I guess we'll just get into it. Yeah. So okay. So you're doing your story first, and yes. then we have to introduce our guest, which our is guest. our producer. Yes. Okay. Because the story I am doing tonight is over at the Hotel Galvez, and my dad. And stepmom, which is our producer, Myra, they actually went there a couple weekends ago and they actually experienced some things. So I'm going to tell my story. I try to get as much information as I could and then I'm going to let her talk for a minute, ask her a few questions and get her few experiences that she had while she stayed there. Yeah, because her, and then you can even like on Instagram, like post her personal video. Yes, I that's am. That's going to be cool. I am actually. Because they do have like a, a video that's ghost related i don't want to say what it is but no i mean related yeah i mean it seemed ghost related we saw it already paranormal related yeah like we saw it already and we were like "Uh uh-uh that's not real and then like they recorded because she told us okay okay we'll let her backtrack yeah we'll we'll, let her tell her story (laughs) we'll ask her questions once she gets hops on so i'll tell my story it's going to be on the hotel galvez and the hotel galvez is located in galveston texas of course um (laughs) <laughs> what's going on over there so we only have two mics because myra didn't know she was supposed to you know talk about her experience and um yeah we didn't bring a third mic so she just gabby keeps, and like, <laughs> doing this little gabby and myra are fighting over the mic right now so yeah um, they'll probably be doing that all night so just listen <laughs> okay so um the hotel was built in 1911 um, it was built after the hurricane of 1900 destroyed the island. 1911? Yes. God. Yes. So, um, it would, it, literally the hurricane is called Hurricane of 1900. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> it happened in 1900 and that hurricane literally destroyed the entire island. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not it, very funny. No, it's, it's not that funny because it ended up killing between 6,000 to 12,000 people. <gasps> Oh my god. Yeah. Um after this hurricane actually is when what we as Houston Houstonarians Houstonians. Houstonarians. What is a Houstonarian? <laughs> Somebody look up the definition of a Houstonarian. <laughs> yes, I need to know. Houstonian. I need to know what that is. 
dead. You live in Houston. How do you not mm. know? I was literally live? like, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Estonian. She was like looking around for like us. I was to, like, waiting for Myra to correct me, and she did. So <laughs> I got what I needed. Um, Houstonian. This is what we now know, and obviously the people from Galveston as the seawall in Galveston. So this was built after that hurricane. Oh, really? Yeah. So those waters didn't crush basically the entire island again. Yeah. So um, blah 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 blah. So after they built this hotel. The hotel ended up, like, after all the reconstruction and everything, this made the hotel a $1 million hotel back in 1911. So Damn. Oh, that's a lot of fucking money. Imagine today's money. Yeah. So I apologize. I didn't do that in the story to do the thing. God damn it. I'm sorry. I can't get on my phone either. It's going to make it all staticky. So I'll put that in the description or something. I'll I'll put it in quotes. But so the people of Galveston, they wanted to bring people back basically to the island and they figured you know what if we do a luxurious hotel like it would be the perfect fit it would bring people back mm. um the designs were a combination of mission right uh revival and spanish revival sorry i couldn't read the word i just said <laughs> um so yeah so that's what the decorations were i can't remember the man's exact name but in 19 19- like 80-ish, somewhere around those years, he actually built the hotel to look like the 1911 hotel. Oh. It might have been a little later that, but then, you know, like, um, they kept doing, like, refurbishes and everything like that. It would sometimes change, but... Um, right. I want to say, I'm going to say, like, 1990s. Um, it was built back to the 1911 look. So oh, if you cool. go now, it looks how it would look in 1911. Right, right. So, um, the hotel was named after Bernardo del Galvez y Madrid. He was the first Viscount of Galveston. Mm -hmm. Um, the hotel was also named the Queen of the Gulf or Playground of the Southwest. And the Playground of Southwest was more used for the wealthy people. Um, on October 4th, 1940, the hotel was occupied by the United States Coast Guard for two years and rooms were not rented to tourists this entire time. Oh, cool. Um, the local economy was restored after the war. So between the late 1940s to 1950s, Galveston was popular for its gambling. However, really? by the mid 1950s, so it, it didn't last too long, but mm-hmm. mid 1950s, Texas Rangers shut this legal operation down because gambling is illegal. illegal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was about to ask about that. Yeah. Um, the hotel received a major refurbishing in 1965, so maybe the 1911 refurbish was maybe around, like I said, 1980s, I want to say. Okay. Uh, Um, so since the hotel became an elite for the upper class people, okay, let me reread that. Since the hotel became an elite for the upper class, people as in Howard Hughes, Frank, oh my god, Frank Sinatra, um jimmy stewart and franklin d roosevelt they stayed in this hotel oh cool Um, yeah who are those people well franklin d roosevelt was a president ah i believe frank sinatra was a singer if i'm correct see i don't know anything about anybody he was a singer don't roast me i honestly can't tell you the other two (laughs) don't ask me (laughs) um 
1979, the hotel was added to the National Register of Historic Places. Um, this hotel is known as one of the oldest and most haunted hotels in Galveston. Ooh. So, before... Okay, so this is where I'm going to talk about it. But before I get too into it, um, there was many orphanage on Galveston Island before the hurricane of 1900. Mm. Um, one of the biggest ones were hit, and it was an orphanage asylum. Oh, he, what? That's weird. Not two words you want to hear together. <laughs> yeah, no, those are like the two worst things. Yeah, it's definitely not something you want to hear together. But mm, it was claimed that... So... There was many, many children that stayed here, and I want to say 12 to 11 nuns. Uh-huh. Um, so when this hurricane hit, the children and the nuns, they dragged, they, oh my god, I can't talk. What is going on? Are know. you drunk? I might be. It's fine. Your beers are catching up. <laughs> okay. But the, the children and the nuns, uh, they died trying to escape the waters. Um, Aww. it was said that, I can't remember her name right now and I feel really fucked up. I'll, I'll put it in the description, but it was said that one of the nuns grabbed like a, some type of rope of some sort or something to tie around their bodies. Uh-huh. She tied it around every nun and every child to try to like get them out of the orphanage safely. And it obviously didn't work. The waters were way too strong by that point. And <sighs> they ended up dying. Um, I want to say, if I read correctly, one to three children survived, but that's probably incorrect. Um, um, I don't think any of the children could have survived, especially if they were from an asylum. Yeah, and um, then they're all tied together. Yeah. I mean, I was any... tied during a river trip and nearly drowned, so I don't think you could yeah. get in harsh water out from being tied. Yeah. Um, it is said that a nun can be seeking... Uh, mm. A nun Girl. can be seen walking the beach shore, and it is believed that it was the sister that was trying to, or the nun, I don't know if we're supposed to call them sisters, I don't know anything about that, um, <laughs> but it's the nun that was apparently trying to save all the children, the one that thought to tie them together. Right. It's apparently her walking up and down the beach. Um, so, that's a little bit about the history. Uh-huh. Now, I'll get into the ghost. So... One of the ghosts is, of course, we're in a hotel, is a bride. <laughs> Duh. In the 1950s, a bride-to-be named Audra was staying in room 501, the most haunted and active room in the hotel. She was waiting upon her husband's return, who was a seaman. He um, sailed out to sea for war. Right. Um, after about a week after the boat was supposed to return, she got word that... Audra got word that her husband's ship or her future husband's ship sank and there were no survivors. Devastated by this news, uh, she felt like she could no longer go on. She ended up taking her life by hanging herself in the tower because it is, it's claimed that she would, she, every day while he was gone, she would go up to the seventh floor and stand on this, I'm going to say tower of some sort, and she was just watching out for him. So oh, she went like back for him to come back. Right. So when she found out that, quote unquote, nobody survived, she went back to her room and apparently hung herself in the restroom. Oh, that's just, I feel like I heard this before. 
It's because there's a lot of dead brides in hotels. That hang themselves? Yeah. I feel like that's very popular. Mm -hmm. It is. I feel like we talked about this. I might be like deja vu. Mm, we probably, if I've done it. Maybe enough, we talked about it before. Maybe. There's like a lot of brides, even if it's not through hanging, there is a lot of brides in hotels, haunted places that end up killing themselves because their husband doesn't return. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a lot of stories like that, honestly. Yeah. And like I say, if there's no haunted bride or future bride in a hotel or wherever you are is it really haunted no <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but however of course a few days later her husband returns and finds out his wife <gasps> killed herself he returns he, okay he i survived you did tell me this i feel like you did because that sounds so familiar i'm having days really bad he returns after she died. After she it was literally a few herself. days after she killed herself. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she wasn't even reunited with him in death. Mm -mm. She's probably like, oh, I don't fuck. I don't. They didn't. Where say, is he? Yeah, it didn't say anything about him also committing any type of suicide. But I'm sure he was devastated. Like he was running fuck back. Yeah. So like I'm back. I'm back. And everybody's like, mm. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah. Um. But apparently people now say that you can see her walking on the ground. She's honestly most, um, one of the most active ghosts there. They say that you can see her walking on the ground. She sometimes sits on your bed. Ew. Yeah. No, um, thank you. Some have seen... Okay, so I was listening, I believe, to this podcast, if I'm correct. I did write it down. Um, they said that one story was of this man telling his story of his experience in room 501 and that he basically saw this woman standing in his room and like her neck would lift all the way back Ew. and her body would levitate off the ground <gasps> and then he was like i'm Ugh. dreaming like something's not right i'm dreaming right so he would re-blink and the whole occurrence would happen again yeah and basically what he thinks he saw was her death reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring oh my god that's so yeah fucking creepy so that gave me the chills because i have like I've had, like, experience like that where I wake up and I, I think I see something mm -hmm. and I look at it and I focus on it and I blink and I rub my eyes and I still see it. Mm -hmm. And then I literally, like, turn on the light or, like, I'll just keep staring at it and it'll just go away. Like, that's happened to me, like, a lot of times. Maybe we should have an episode on no, this to you. Yeah, that's, no, I was telling you, we t should totally do, like, our own little ghost stories because I have, like, a lot of, like, crazy shit like that. See, like, I had a few go stories to go on the tangent right now but i had a i have a few when i was really really young but then i got quote unquote blessed and i guess after that i closed-minded myself off to everything and i never saw anything after that like yeah i know my dad has some experiences like mm -hmm. i know a lot of a lot of people in my family have had experiences yeah, i know my grandma has but she does not like talking about that shit we should all. totally get some like info gather some info yeah i'm down i know my, i know one of my dad's stories but i don't know if he has any more or anything like that we will find out yeah we'll definitely find out but right. we'll have and to... continue yeah okay anyways um so da, 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 she haunts the halls of the hotels as well um and people swear that she will make appearances during the monthly ghost tours so I also read another article that there are ghosts in the downstairs downstairs bathroom. Downstown. I know. There are ghosts in the downstairs bathroom that are apparently very active. It has been reported that you can hear a woman laugh. They're automatic toilets, so 
A toilet will flush and nobody will be in the stall next to you. Um, Some have even said that they've seen a man with a shaved head and a blank expression lurking in the corners. This man they believe to be Mr. Noble, a man who worked, who had worked on the Galvez back in the 1960s. Um, I've actually seen multiple pictures of him. Uh-huh. He literally just looks like a bald man. He's been caught in wedding pictures. He's been caught in restroom pictures in the corner. No way. Yeah. Like his ghost? Yeah. <gasps> and it's literally just, he literally looks like if I'm looking at you right now. He looks like a full human being. Oh my God. I need to see pictures of this yeah. ASAP. It's really cool, actually. I was watching YouTube and I saw all of these. And then Ooh, I've also read I another, I was also listening to another story and it was this interview of this couple, and they weren't, they didn't believe in ghosts at all. Uh huh. And um, they brought their dog because, you know, they were like, well, if our dog sees something, like, he'll react before we do. Mm-hmm. Um, they went through their ghost tour, whatever, some things were happening, but they took their dog out about every hour to go use the restroom. Yeah. And one of the few times, well, a few times while they were taking their dog out, they noticed this thick, thick white haze in the lobby and outside mm. and they're like it was very strange what do you mean like haze like kind of like, like a mist? fog oh like oh yeah okay but like a fog. thick white fog okay. like not just like a regular fog like thick white and they were like we were walking and at this point like when we took when we were walking through the lobby every time we never took pictures uh-huh. and it was weird because we were taking pictures of every experience that we had we were taking pictures of our dog taking a shit like yeah. that's how much pictures we were taking yeah And they were saying that they were walking and they noticed that it was super busy. But then they didn't realize until they like finally left that they were like, that's kind of weird. Like these people didn't look like regular guests. Like Mm. they they're pretty sure they saw spirits everywhere. And then when they try to bring it up to like the receptionist and people at the front desk, the people at the front desk were like uh we what have, the fuck yeah like we about? saw no white haze we have no idea what you're talking about so it, i mean they were like okay imagine working at a haunted hotel <laughs> goals um yeah for real because <laughs> the ghost tour lady is like so excited to tell these stories every time she said one time she felt something bear hug her leg and she assumed it was one of the children that haunt the room see that or haunted place that's my dream Ugh, it's crazy. I want to go here so bad. Me too, but I, I, isn't it really expensive? Mm, it's about problems. $120 oh, a night. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. I don't even know if that's room 501, so room 501 is probably more expensive. Holy. Yeah, Um, but we'll make it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, we will, at least we'll for one be, night. We'll uh, tell ourselves that. <laughs> okay, can y'all pay so we can go and then we can tell y'all our experience? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Okay, so um, more unexplained shadows that are caught in pictures. Um, There's also reports of people feeling someone or something messing with their jewelry with nobody around. Mm. And one, uh, I guess, like, I think I want to say it was a podcast. One that I was listening to, um, she said that she didn't really, oh, I think it was an article, actually. She said that she didn't believe in this, her and her husband. This is the couple that brought the dog. Okay. And... She went into that downstairs restroom. Yeah. And she was taking pictures because you're supposed to take pictures in three. So, like, one, two, three. Mm -hmm. And apparently you catch something in those frames. Well, she didn't really catch anything. And she was looking at her phone going through her pictures. And all of a sudden, her pearl earring just falls out of her ear. What the? And she just, like, stands there because she was, like, 
um, she was thinking it was Audra, Audra, in the restroom with her. And she was like, Audra, if you're here, like, don't be scared. You can show me your feet. Obviously, yeah. nothing popped up. So she's yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm tripping. Like, she doesn't believe in ghosts to begin with. So she's like, I'm tripping. Right. And then her earring falls. And she's like, she stands there in, like, fear. And she's like, um... So she, like, picks up her earring and, like, runs out. Mm-hmm. And it does it a few more times while they're at the hotel. Really? Her, yeah. just, her earrings keep falling out? Yeah. And her husband tried to say it because her husband's obviously a skeptic. But he was like, well, your earring was falling out before we even got here. And she was like, mm, no. No, it wasn't. Not like children. that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, not like that. Um, so back to the hurricane that occurred in the 1900s, there was a music hall built after that. Wait, I mean, obviously way after that, mm-hmm. but it's claimed that the actual spot where the music hall was built, that's where the orphans and the nuns were buried. Oh. So there's a lot of activity with children and things like that. Like I said, the bear hug on the, um, tour guides, I believe her name is Melissa, Melissa. um, a bear hug on her leg. There's also a little girl, a specific, okay, so they say children, but there's a specific little girl dressed in old-timey clothes. Some say she's even in, like, a little girl sailor outfit. Uh-huh. I don't know if you, like, know back in the day how they wore that sometimes. Um, yeah. She's apparently running the halls, and she bounces a ball. And in one episode that I was listening to, it, this guy was playing his violin or something, and the little girl's like he see, he sees the little girl bouncing the ball and he's like okay like okay and Just he keeps girl. playing yeah he keeps playing going about his all business. of a sudden he noticed that this little girl is getting a little bit closer in a very weird way uh huh all of a sudden she throws her ball and it goes through him <gasps> so he like drops his violin it breaks and he runs to like the front desk he's like what the fuck just happened like da 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 like he was freaking the ball out. didn't fucking hit me it went through me yeah and when they went back there was nothing there he's the ghost (laughs) (laughs) just kidding it was him (laughs) oh my god it was a real little girl and the ball went through him that's why oh my god i didn't even think about that something (laughs) (laughs) but they went back to where he said it happened and literally all that was there was his broken violin at that point so that little girl apparently is always running around she always has a ball yeah um lights are also known to flicker on and off the water will cut on and off and you can spot light orbs and in one of the youtube videos he slows it down to where you can see like he literally said the orbs were dancing around him and that was in room 501 and when when i say the lights were flickering on and off it wasn't like somebody was turning on and off the light switch it literally looked like the lights would like like slowly turn on and then slowly dim out like it wasn't like a flicker on and off it was like dimming in and out like yeah and he he actually got it on recording oh cool yeah are you gonna post that too i'll post the link i won't post the video okay because honestly it's a really long video of just slides going in and out because he just wanted to show like he wasn't touching the lights he wasn't doing anything so he kept going in and out of the restroom and it kept doing it like it was pretty cool it was pretty cool that sounds um But that was the Hotel Galvez, so now we will get Myra. into Myra's experience. All so, right, pass the mic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. So, Myra, I first want to ask you, did you experience or see anything? Um, we did. Actually, um, the only experience that we had was our room keys were not working. I heard that does happen quite a bit. Right. So, um, we were there from Thursday through Sunday, 
And let me adjust this mic because I'm in a really bad... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's actually a lot weirder to do the whole podcasting because now I'm nervous. And when, y'all, when you guys are <laughs> doing it... My world. Yeah, when you guys are doing it, I'm like, why are you nervous? But the whole time I'm just laying down and making faces at you guys. <laughs> I know. That's why we get nervous because we're like, oh, God, I we're know. doing something wrong. Virus mean mugging me. <laughs> She's like swinging her hands in the air like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel your pain. <laughs> Okay, so um, so we were there from Thursday to Sunday, and um, we really, when we got there, we really didn't know any history on the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, we were actually invited because I um, I collect art, mm-hmm. and they were having an art auction there. Oh, okay. So they invited us over, and uh, we got to stay for free and all that. So when we get there, when we, the first thing was coming in and the place is freaking beautiful i've heard it's it's amazing um it has a lot of like the old history um decor Mm -hmm. so uh, it makes it very um unique and authentic Mm -hmm. and um so anyway so we get there and the first night we were going to um have dinner so i heard that they give you three course meals did you get the three-course meal, or is that only with the ghost tour? Well, no. That was part of the art auction. Oh, okay. That, that, that oh, was included. Cool. So the um, they offer, I believe, it's lunch and dinner there. I don't think they do breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'm not too sure. Okay, so um, anyway, um, so we get there, and we're about to go to dinner, and we meet up with a bunch of other um, people that collect art. Right. And they're like, hey, have y'all been here before? Have y'all done done this type of auction before? And we're like, um, no, this is our first time here. Um, and they're like, oh, well, hope you, you know, you en- enjoy the Hotel Galvez. And um, have you heard any of the ghost, um, you know, experiences stories, yeah. and stories that's happened here, the history right. of it? And we're like, um, no. So wait, but- wait, y'all really had it? The what? Like, y'all, y'all didn't know about it before y'all went? No, no, no. I had no idea because we got the invitation, we got there, and I really didn't even... So you didn't haunt- even know it was haunted? No. Oh, like, what know. are the odds? Uh, yeah, because I'm, like, I'm all into like paranormal and stuff, so it's kind of like weird that I didn't do any history, but honestly... It's right on the seawall, mm-hmm. and we pass by there all the time, and I've never even noticed a hotel, and it's gigantic. Oh, I've noticed it, and I know it's gigantic. That's why I would never go there. Oh, I want to see what it looks <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, I guess now. so. Most of the time, Actually, yeah. you're looking at the sea that mm-hmm. you don't get to even experience what's next to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, let me adjust. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. It's a little oh. awkward over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, hurting. Okay, so... um. So anyway, so they're like, yeah, you know, um, let me tell you a little bit about, you know, what's happening around here. And uh, the, the, it was an older man and an older woman. They've been there a couple of times for the same art auction uh, event. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, he started telling me about the story about the bride, which mm-hmm. you already covered. And he started telling me about what he had experienced and... I had to just go back to the room and start jotting it down because mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. So I'm going to go through the experiences that I've heard people there tell me and then what happened to us. That stayed with you at the same, that was with you at the same time that you were there. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I feel like when you stay at the hotel, 
people start getting a little freaked out about their experiences and you overhear people talking and then you're kind of like, oh, wait, you've seen that too? Like, Right, right. And and I'll, I'll get to that too because okay. um, there's a lot of people that are skeptic mm-hmm. that stay there or have no idea about the history. So like the same night, we went back to the room after dinner and I started like, you know, writing going, everything, that writing it down and reading about the, the, the hotel, because now you're more open-minded to know like what to look for, or, right. you know, mm-hmm. instead right. of saying, Oh, I hear this, but it just might be, you know, you try uh, to, you know, yeah. Like you might just be lying. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so his story was that like his experience was that when they were staying in the 400 hall, um, no, I'm sorry, in the 500 hall, which the most haunted room there is 501. So basically that whole floor, it has something going on. So I believe they were in 507 and yeah, like right down the, the hall. So they were saying that, um, they, they were sleeping and all of a sudden their faucet on in the restroom turned on. So they get up because the water's running and they go turn it off and didn't think nothing of it, Mm -hmm. but it turned on on its own. Um, And then right after that, when he was walking back into his, to go back to bed, um, the TV turned on. So he turns it off and it turned back on. Then he uh, takes the batteries off of the remote, out of the remote and still turns on. So then he turns it off, and the TV does not want to turn off. Like, it keeps turning on. So they ended up getting maintenance to go up there in the middle of the night mm-hmm. to try to figure this TV thing out. And um, they couldn't figure it out, so they just disconnected the TV off the wall because that was the only thing that was going, um, to, stop it. going to stop the TV from turning on. Right. So they thought, or that actually stopped it? Well, it just didn't turn off after that because they just disconnected the TV. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then, um, the next day they went out to do the activities at the, you know, the, the art auction, Mm -hmm. you know, event does for you. And they come back to the room and on the, um, nightstand, there's a, uh, um, a phone and it has, you know, that little message light. Right. In case you have a message. And it was blinking. Mm, I've heard a lot about this too. Okay. So it was blinking and... They called downstairs because whenever they were trying to, you know, get on the phone and try to hear the message, there was nothing there. So they called downstairs to see if someone had left a message for them in down in the lobby. And they're like, no, you didn't get any messages. You don't have anything. So they just cleared it out. But then the light kept turning on. So we don't know. Yeah, I've heard a lot of experiences happen like that to where it, it's blinking as if somebody left you a message and everybody will call down like, hey... I don't see any message. Like, can you tell me the message I received? And everybody, the front desk people are always like, mm, you have no messages. Like, Right. So that was one of the things. Um, so these people had. And then, um, like, we were just hanging out with a bunch of people that collect art over there. So I didn't get to, like, mingle with people. But it was just basically the same people that we kept meeting over and over again in all the right. events. Mm-hmm. And one of them said that he was actually outside um, taking a little smoke break. And right in front of the hotel, there's two balconies. And 
I think there might be fake, uh, like, you know, just for decor. I'm mm-hmm. not too sure. Yeah, like no door leading out to yeah, the Yeah, I think. I'm, like, uh, I don't know. To um, look cute, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they're real or not. But um, he looked up because every time I would go outside for a little, you know, breather, I would always look at the hotel because they were saying that, you know, sometimes you see silhouettes on the windows or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I just kept looking up, but I didn't get to see anything. But this guy said he looked up and he saw the silhouette of a woman walking the balcony. And when you say these, you don't know if these are fake, it's because they don't have actual doors that lead out to these balconies. Right. So, so it's so- just like a window and like a little ledge ledge kind of um it, it it's as big as a balcony so uh-huh. you might be able to walk out to it but mm-hmm. i'm not too sure if the if there are doors or windows that are mm. coming out so i'm okay. not sure like if, if they're you can just... even walk out of them if an exactly yeah so so if you're looking at it from you know the street you can't you can't tell if those are actually doors or not mm-hmm. yeah so um so he said that he saw this this woman walking on the balcony and he's never seen anybody on those balconies before because he's been there a bunch of times. Oh, okay. And he looked down to try to see, like, hey, is anybody else seeing this? And when he looked back up, the person was gone. Hmm. Oh, creepy. Yeah. Goosebumps. And, Ew. And, and Your arm hair is so long. Thick. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it, it's kind of weird because where she actually hung herself, is right is kind of like very near to those balconies now let me say something really quick i'm sorry to interrupt you i was i was listening um i believe it was on a youtube channel and it was basically i want to say workers that work there and it was a guy and he basically said he doesn't think audra hung herself in 501 he says that there was a tower a little bit down the ways before the hotel was refurbished that she hung herself. Because remember how I said she went to the seventh floor every time to see when her husband was coming back. Uh-huh. Right. It's said that they think that tower was built over and 501 is probably around that area of where she hung herself. But she hung herself at the top of that tower on the seventh floor. Okay, so the towers are actually still there. Ah, okay. Oh, really? So there's two towers that are right in front of the hotel. 501 is not even near it. Okay. But um, I don't remember what they're called. They're not called towers. It's something else. Mm-hmm. But they have like some light in it and for de- decoration, I'm right. guessing. But that's where she hung herself. Now, just to make it clear, the hotel does not have a seventh floor. Mm. It only goes up to the sixth floor. Oh, and uh, and then the roof, like you know, this, on top right. of the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, roof, right, right. So, uh, talking about that, the reason I want to say that that is the sixth floor is the last floor, was because we met a, a couple there, which they're totally awesome, and shout out to them if they're listening. Um, so we were talking about the experiences, and they've been there before, and one of the nights while we were there, um, they said in the middle of the night they got woken up from what sounded like footsteps like stomps mm-hmm. on the roof now nobody has access and they to were the on the actual, sixth floor they were on the okay. sixth floor right above 501 ish so mm-hmm. it's like 505 or something like that yeah so um they heard stomping from the ceiling oh. like from i'm not the ceiling but like the roof Mm kind of like what we heard earlier right right? (laughs) and they said it was so loud it woke them up 
And even if somebody was walking up there, I mean, there's like cement and everything. Like you just, it's not how like could wood. You, yeah, how could you, can't you hear, hear that? that? So then they thought maybe oh, there was people shit. like stomping on the hallway because it was so clear. So the guy runs outside, looks in the hallway, and there's absolutely nobody. But when he goes into the hallway, he can still hear it from the above. Oh, wow. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. What the hell? So that's... Combat boots. Pretty much. <laughs> Steel toe boots. <laughs> right, right. So that's basically like the ceiling is, I guess, is what they call the seventh floor, where, where, the to- where you have access to the towers. But nobody really has access, access. to the seventh floor. Or the, or the roof, and the seventh floor really is only, I think it has one room, I think, which is the presidential suite, ah. which I believe, like, some presidents stayed there. Okay, ah. so the so the seventh floor is the roof, but there's just one room up there. That's what I believe, um, because you only can go up to the sixth floor. And then the seventh floor only has access to that one room. That okay, and, and they give you access to the roof. It's that one. Correct, room. and no ah. one can go up there unless you have an access card, and that's what you swipe in the elevator. Oh, okay. So, so like limited, limited. Right. So you have to either be somebody that works there, or security, or somebody, or whoever is actually staying in the presidential suite. So like, if we go onto the elevator, we do not have access to that floor or that room. Unless you have that, unless that you key. have the card key for it, right? Mm. Interesting. Okay. So that was another thing, and then, um, let's see. You're gonna have to take out your own ums this time. I know. <laughs> Jeez, more work. <laughs> so then, um, <clears throat> what happened to us was that, um, so we get there on Thursday, we go out to dinner, we come back, and we were having trouble with our card key. Mm-hmm. To get into our what room. What floor were y'all staying on? We were on the fourth floor. Okay. We were in room 401. <gasps> right oh, above 501. Shit. Yeah, we're right underneath 501. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I said above. Right. It's under. We're, we're right under. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> so, um, I didn't even know anything about the 501, mm-hmm. mind you. So, anyway, um, so... We come back, we're having trouble with our keys, and it let us in. You know, I was like, okay, something's faulty or whatever. So we go in, we go to sleep. The next morning we get out, and it's like an event where you go, like, all day long. Right. Yeah. So then you come back to the hotel because everything's in the hotel. So you come back, and you can rest, like, for an hour before your next event or whatever. And we go back to the room, and our key is not working again Mm -hmm. so we're swiping it swiping it swiping it doesn't work so of course they give you two keys so i take out my key and i try it and it doesn't work so we tried it for a couple times finally i was like fuck it let's just go to the lobby and get our keys changed Mm -hmm. we go downstairs and the person in the lobby is melissa yes who does the tours so we tell her and she was like nonchalant and she was like oh it happens all the time especially especially like, in, in room 401 501 and 601 and he goes it happens a lot and the way it would work for you to get back in your room is that you have to ask permission out loud and actually mean it so you can't say it like sarcastic come yeah. on let me in the room right right yeah so he goes so you have to say like can i please get in my room 
and let it and let you in. But mm-hmm. you can't say it like playing around or pissed off or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we were kind of like, okay, whatever. So um, she's like, I'm going to give you a set of keys, a new set of keys. And if you're still having problems and you ask the question and you're still having problems, then we'll send somebody out there to, you know, maintenance to see if there's something actually wrong with the door. Uh-huh. So we go back upstairs and we try the key and does not let us in. And this is a new set of keys. Right. It doesn't set us in or let us in. And I asked the question, would you let us in the room? As soon as I did, politely, we I swiped it again and it freaking lets us in. Oh, okay. Crazy. So, and, and then plus Melissa said that that morning the people that were staying in 501 were having the same issue. And the only way they can get in the room is if they ask permission. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So then I was kind of like, okay, that was probably a coink dink you know? Like, yeah, was, like what are know? the odds? So yeah. I didn't think really much of it. It was kind of weird, but I was like, eh. So um, we leave again. Do you Dude. Hear oh, my God. That's sh- so creepy. No, I no, I know I heard it. Out. I could hear it in my I, headphones. Could you? I, I could. There's that somebody not... walking around upstairs. It literally... No, dude, every time we stop talking, it stops. That's fucking weird. That's weird. I think I'm I got it on the sleeping over at your apartment tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I thought at your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. guess and you're... <laughs> And it is like a nine fifteen in the afternoon, so maintenance cannot be up. Yeah, right I now. really don't think maintenance comes out this late. I think they stop at like five. Yeah, they go home. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, That's weird. That's weird. Okay, so then back to my story. Sorry. So then um, later on that night, um, we come back and we're walking down the hall, and I tell my husband, "Hey, um, let me try to record it to see if we get it again, but this time on video." So we get there, and would you hear it again? Yes. It and like always sounds on this side. Yeah, it's right above your bedroom. I didn't hear it. That and time. that's another bedroom yeah. above me. Nobody is supposed to move into that apartment until April or August. I don't know, but it's like complete stomping though. Yeah. Like they're freaking pissed off up there. That's uh, sorry. I just heard it again. I was like, okay. So then, um. So you're recording? Yeah, so I'm recording, and we get to the door, and my husband doesn't believe him in that stuff, right? Yo, daddy. Yeah, Because he's, he's scared. <laughs> you don't want to believe in it. Right. So um, we get there, and we try it, and of course it doesn't let us in. And he tries it a couple times, and we have it on video, so Lucia will put it on Instagram. I'm going to post it in a separate post. I'm going to do our regular post, and then right after I will be posting that video, so it has its own post. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. So then um, he tries it, tries it, tries it, swipes it a couple of times, and it's not letting us in. And I say, "Well, ask the question." And I do apologize on the video. I'm breathing very deeply because <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> so um, so anyways, he's like, you know, trying it, trying it, and it doesn't work. And I said, "Ask the question," and he says, "Would you let us in the room?" Or, like, something like that. He, Would says you please kind of, he, said, he does say it kind of sarcastically Kind of like a dick, yeah, you know? it doesn't work mm-hmm. at first. Right. He's like, he let us in a room, please. And he swipes it and doesn't work. 
And then he genuinely asks, please, swipes it, and lets us in. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's it, on video. It, all of this is on video. And we, when we saw it the first time, I literally got the biggest goosebumps. I'm getting them again. Yeah, all her I'm, arm hairs were standing up. Can you get off my <laughs> arm hairs, bro? Damn. <laughs> But that, like, when we saw that, when I, when I personally saw that video, I was like, nah, nah, that did not just happen. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, it gave me chills. Uh. Yeah, like, my dad literally at first was like, can you let us in, please? Like, he didn't, he, you could like, tell he didn't, he didn't mean, mean, it. mean it. Yeah, he didn't And mean then it. he asked again, he was like, can you please let us in our room? And he swipes it again, and the, the light literally turns green. You can see it turn green. Yeah, like, because the, the times that he was, like, swiping it, like Melissa in the lobby told us, make sure you swipe it and you swipe it kind of fast because mm-hmm. if you do it too slow, it won't like catch it. Mm-hmm. So he was doing it, and the light doesn't even turn red. Like it was not even letting us in at all. Like so, at first it did, but then it stopped. Mm-hmm. And then when he asked, please, the second time, and he swipes it like. If you go frame by frame on that video, mm-hmm. the light turns automatically green. Like right when he puts it in, like he didn't even get out get it get it out like it just lets him in it's it's pretty it's pretty insane that was that was pretty cool arm hair oh my so (laughs) let me um that was really it for what was happening there or well not what was happening there but what people that i was talking with Mm -hmm. so let me just go with a couple of things the dimming lights and i made a note of it of the the video right um the Rooms there actually have the switch where you dim the lights. Ah. So either, I mean, you did say that he was like recording He recorded inside and outside of the restroom on this YouTube video. And his camera is facing the restroom the entire time. He backs up. He goes in. He videos himself in the restroom. Walks back out. And the lights are still, he stands in there for a second. Like to show that the lights are still going on and off. They slowly turn on. They slowly turn off. Okay, so mm. I, I love paranormal stories. I'm not skeptic at all. Like, I believe in a lot of things, but I'm also like to debunk a lot of things. Now, I, I'm not going to say that he's lying because stuff did happen there while we were there. Mm-hmm. But just to put a note on that. So the room, the room that we're staying in had the dimming lights when you first walk in. So it can be like, you can either do it manually or you can put like away or stay or whatever. And it'll dim the lights for you. Uh. The restroom has a different type of switch that you would click on it and it will turn on the light very slowly. And see, when I say very slowly, it's not like um, the light is first turning on and it's trying to catch the light. It literally looked, and it wasn't like a complete dim. Okay. When I say like. You know when you turn your switch on and off, it's like automatically on or it's automatically off. Right. With the dimming lights, I'm assuming you can control how high it goes, how fast it goes, you know what I'm saying? Right. With this one, it was literally like you could see it start dimming up and then it would turn on. Okay, so here's what I was thinking about that when you said and that's why I put it on my notes. The one where you first walk in, you can do it manually. So you can dim it as much as you can. And then the one in the restroom... Um, it, it, you couldn't do it manually. So you have to actually click it and it will dim it very low mm. and then back up. Mm. Now, here's another thing about that in our, in room 401, in our, um, nightstand, there was a control switch mm-hmm. that controls all the lights of the hotel, the, the hotel room. Mm. 
So you can click, 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 and it'll, you know, turn different lights on in the hotel, in the hotel room. Um, in the restroom, it'll turn it on for you. You can just turn this light or that light on. So that could have been it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if anybody was in the room with him. I can't, ver- he didn't record behind. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a skeptic, and I, I, I believe a, lo- a lot of things, but some people just do it for, you know, just yeah. to get attention. Clout. But right. because I've been there... It could have been that. I don't and see, know. the the only reason why I, I did believe it is because when he, because he puts captions, he doesn't talk throughout the whole video, but when he does captions, he tells exactly what's happening. And he said the first incident with the lights was happening in the walkway when you first walk in. Like you said, mm-hmm. you can dim them and whatever. Right. Then it started happening in the restroom. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like just the restroom. It was the walkway as well. Right. And then he said that the reason why I personally believe it is because he said that he started seeing orbs. Mm-hmm. And when you go through the video, it, you have to really, really pay attention to be able to see them. But he does halfway through the video, 50%, 50% slow the video down. Mm-hmm. And when he, he, he captions it again. And he says the orbs are literally dancing around me. And you can see these orbs moving slowly. And they look like, you know, orbs, like little lights just right. passing by. And they're literally slowly, like, dancing around the camera. I mean, like I said, it could possibly be. It was just, you know, like, because I've been there and I know what the switches are like. I just thought maybe they could be, you know. Maybe that could be it. it up. But, right. yeah. but, I mean, it could be. It could possibly be. Yeah. Um. Another note. Um, a million dollar hotel, huh? Yeah. And you didn't do the calculations. I did Well, not. I did it for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, it. so, um, a million dollars in 1911. Yes. At this time, it would have been $27,154,800. Damn, you did to the exact. Jeez. Oh, well, bam. <laughs> and she said 29 so, cents. Just imagine <laughs> how, right? 13 cents after that (laughs) so so just to just you know so we can move on um if you guys want to do a ghost tour they do ghost tours there melissa is her name and she is wonderful and she's so kind and she loves doing the ghost tours there she literally you can go on youtube and you don't see obviously the entire tour but you do see her talking of people videoing her here and there and she is so into these tours and she is obviously not a skeptic at all, and she believes everything that happens in this hotel. Right. Yeah, so for what I know, at, at this time, the tours are like an hour and a half. It, I believe it includes dinner. I'm not too sure. Um. So I was reading um, that you can get dinner. So if you stay at the hotel, I believe it's $15. But if you're coming in as a tourist, it's only $10. Oh. So I don't, but they only do it, um, I believe, Thursday through Saturday, Thursday through Sunday, something in there. They don't do it all week. Right, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure we can look it's at It's not expensive line. at all to do yeah. the tour. So yeah. I would say if anybody who's in Galveston and wants to do it, go fucking do it. Because it's not like a $30 tour. Like, And the hotel is it's really amazing. It's so high class. Like I'm used to like, you know. Super motels, motel six. <laughs> but um, this one was pretty cool because when we walked in, I mean, there's like a pianist playing mm. the piano there, and you're like sitting there and drinking your little cocktail, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, and then also, um, like I said, it has a lot of the features of a long time ago. So they even like right next to the 
elevator they have like the mail drop-in oh like wow. the original yeah of course you can't use it now but in every floor next to the elevator there's a drop-in so the people that when they first built it i believe i read that it was like two dollars a day to stay there mm-hmm. and people actually stayed there for months yeah I w- Cause, I yeah because they would they would just live there yeah and that's why they did the whole mail thing i feel like majority of hotels that back in the day they were like that people right there. and it was a lot of people that had money mm-hmm. wealthy wealthy people the yeah elite. <laughs> so um you can still see like in every floor you can still see the mail drop where you they would drop the mail and it would go all the way down to the first floor where they would pick up the mail right so i mean like little it. things like that was pretty cool another cool thing is that in the basement they have a whole like little museum of the hotel oh wow so you you go there and it's absolutely free so like if you go to galveston and just go in the hotel you can go straight into the little museum and like i said it's probably like a room big but you'll find like uh pieces of the hotel from a long time ago pictures um you know little things here and there about the hotel so Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty cool that is really cool cool. i do want to say one more thing before we end my story. Um, I did just remember this. There is a picture in this hotel. I'm not exactly which room, where it's in, but Melissa does do a, um, Melissa does do, um, she talks about this on her tour and she, it's basically, um, it looks like an old Western picture kind of. And on the side of the street is a woman all in black. And at first Melissa did think this was a spirit and now there's a weird spirit that they caught. She still believes it is a spirit. And however, Somebody that was on the tour one time basically told her that Catholic people um, back in the day, I'm not sure if they still or may still do it, um, but back in the day, they would wear black veils and basically cover their whole body in black. So in this picture, it does look like this lady is wearing a a black veil over her face and she does have black gloves on her hand. However, Melissa still believes this is a spirit and she believes it is because if you look at the entire picture around her, there is nobody, and I mean, maybe the lady was mourning by herself, and maybe she was a mourning spirit, but there is nobody even looking at this lady. Like, like it's not even part of the picture. Right. It's just, it's, it's literally just like placed there. Like, yeah. she shouldn't be a part of it, really, right, is right. what I'm trying to say. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I definitely want to go there soon because I want to open my mind up to more things like this, and I right. feel like maybe that's a good start, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I we didn't get to experience a lot of things, uh, and we were there for four days, but maybe one night is not enough. But like I said, even if you just want to go get the history of it or something like that, you can just walk in and go to the little, little um, history basement thing that they have. Right, yeah. 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 And people there are super nice. And like I said, it's super fancy. So don't go in there with your flip-flops because you're going to get kicked out. <laughs> it was crazy because we, um, every time we would go in and out of the hotel, mm-hmm. um, they open, the ballet people will open the door for you. Yeah. Myra said she was smoking a cigarette out outside a few times a night. And every time she tried to walk in by herself, she said one time she saw somebody run into the door. Yeah, it fucking freaked me out. I thought I was going to get mugged. But it was crazy because, like, you're walking, like, do-do-do-do-do, going inside, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, someone is, like, fucking speedy towards you. Jolting across Yeah, basically, to open the door, and, like, and every time they're, like, have a good time. 
oh, welcome to the Hotel Gavis. And you're like, <laughs> um, I was just here like two minutes ago. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and then at one time, it, it got to the point where like the ballet people were busy and I would just stand in front of the of <laughs> in front of the door. Like was, I'm not opening it because yeah, run towards me. Right, right. No, <laughs> at that point there was like nobody there, so I would just sit there and just looked at the door and looked around. And I was like, I don't want to get is any trouble, one of you guys like... like gonna open the door for me? Right, yeah, yeah. Like I, I felt like high class shit right there. You're like, where the Hello? fuck is my door opener? Right, exactly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But no, like I said, it's a really good hotel. A lot of friendly people there. And if you guys want to do a tour, um, y'all contact Melissa. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely, definitely, man. That I feel like there's so much more you can learn if you go to the hotel, and I'm definitely gonna go soon. So I will let you know if I go before you can go, and we'll definitely do an episode. Just make on sure that. you have money for valet, cause uh, it's only valet. I there. will walk up to that and park on the seawall. <laughs> <laughs> nobody paying for valet i can't even pay for mcdonald's <laughs> oh, okay guys well uh that was my story of the hotel galvez yeah thank you guys for having me yeah thank i'm you, always Myra. here but i'm always in the background yeah myra myra doesn't mean mugging us yeah she really really do something wrong. she'll punch us through the air she'll swing her arms at us but she doesn't really talk yeah make like big notes on a, a paper because y'all fucking up shit yeah she's, she's like, like hey stop fucking coughing <laughs> Stop, stop saying um and uh, 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 uh all those. Uh, uh. <laughs> she literally writes it really big on a piece of paper and just shows us like, <laughs> you need to stop this. <laughs> and keep reminding uh, Gabby that she needs to say what's in her glass. Oh, yeah. I can hey, never remember. She's getting sickness. a little better. She's getting a little better. I, I'm catching on. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, yeah, this was really fun. I, now I know how it, how it is to be in front of the mouth. How mic, it so. feels. How it feels, yeah. So... It, yeah. I, I can't be that mad at you guys. Yeah, it's like a little intimidating. I mean, it can be a little scary, but yeah, you did good. You did it better than our first episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I learned from the best. Ah, see, see. Um, I do want to say before I end my story that I got my information from Wikipedia, of course, YouTube, um, and two podcasts. Um, those two podcasts, one of them is one of my favorite fucking podcasts in the world. It's called And That's Why We Drink. It has the funniest host on there. Their name are M. Schultz and Christine Schieffer. They are two funny, funny, funny ladies. Um, if you want to give them a listen, you definitely should. And I also got some of my information from Galveston Ghost Podcast. And they tell a lot of different ghost stories in just Galveston. So if you are from around our area, Houston, um, Galveston, anywhere around here, Texas City maybe, um, you could you should definitely listen to them because they tell... I mean, different hotel stories, everything like that. So uh, they're a good podcast to listen to. And they're really short, too. So they're like 20, 30 minutes, maybe. So they're quick episodes if you want to listen to them. But that's my story. Mainly listen to us. Yeah, don't leave us. (laughs) I didn't say all that. I just said if you want to listen to them, okay? Um, But yeah, that's that's my story of the Hotel Galvez. All right. You ready for your story, Gabby? Yes. You know what's weird is I wrote this story, um... Last week, whenever you're doing your, like, Buried Alive story, and mine's, like, kind of similar. So what are the odds? So don't think I fucking copied you, bitch. I think you copied me. Nah, 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 nah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so on December 17th, 1968. Oh, this is going to be, I guess, like a true crime. It'll be like, uh, of course, because that's pretty much all I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, on December 17th, 1968, 
Barbara Jane Mackle, a 20-year-old Emory, I think that's how you say it, university student. Mm-hmm. Emory? I don't know. Don't um, Yeah. Was staying at the Roadway Inn in Georgia with her mother. So, like, a hotel. Right. Barbara was sick with the Hong Kong flu. Like, kind of what's going on right now. Facts. I had it. What? It was horrible. Not the Hong Kong flu, but the flu. <laughs> I was definitely talking about the coronavirus. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Get out yeah, right now. Leave this bitch. Okay. Um, anyway, so the Hong Kong flu hit the student body population pretty hard there. So her mother had driven to the Atlanta area, taken her out of the university to the hotel to take care of her daughter. Mm-hmm. Then she planned um, to drive her back to the family home in Corral, oh, Corral Gable, G- Gables? I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere in Florida. Okay. Um, for a Christmas break. It. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm just kidding. Please, nobody <laughs> from Florida, stop listening. <laughs> Um, the night at the hotel, it was just like one night they were going to stay there and then they were going to, uh, fly back home. A policeman knocked on their door. He told Barbara's mother that Stuart Hunt Woodward had been in a traffic accident. So Stuart is claimed to be Barbara's boyfriend or like slash fiance, but Barbara, she was, she would say he was like a friend, like that she would claim he was just like a friend. Or, like, a best friend or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's her fiancé, though? Uh, or her Maybe. boyfriend. I don't... I, it wasn't, like, clarified. Okay. In, like, statements, she said that it was, like, a good friend okay. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Barb's mother then unbolts the chain lock and lets the police officer in. Once inside, the supposedly police officer and his accomplice... Chloroformed and bound, bound oh, and gagged Barbara's this mother. Escalated very quickly. I know. <laughs> so you think it's just like a police officer knocking on the door? Psych. It wasn't. Plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Barbara's mother didn't pass out though, so she was awake through this whole thing. Oh shit. Yeah. So then the two attackers forced Bar- Barbara um, at gunpoint into the back of their waiting car, informing her that she was being kidnapped. So the twenty-year-old is being kidnapped. What? <gasps> I'm scared. D- the fuck. Do you think they that had to be caught? It had to be. There it goes again. Wait, hold on, hold on. Be quiet, bro. Oh my god, I scared the shit out. That was so loud. And it. It was not going for. It's still going. I have to sleep here tonight. Nobody is still living up there. Okay, y'all know how, la- like, we were talking about this earlier, like, nobody fucking lives up there. What is that? Dude, that's he- No. Dude. No, bro. Oh, my God. That scared- That was so loud. That was really loud. It's still going on. Should I just, like- Okay, sorry. This episode's dragging on a little too long. I know. That shit was loud, bro. That was loud. That really scared me. Watch them just be doing that shit on purpose now. But I really, I really don't. I'll ask my leasing agent to. 
It's still I'll going ask. On. You totally should. It's still okay. I guess let's maybe ignore it. Yeah. Okay. So we can. Finish. I'll ask her tomorrow, and I'll put it if we were being dumb. <laughs> yeah, like maybe we were just over exaggerating. Yeah, and it was maybe someone was it's just. just it's to weird be because there. it only started until we started this episode. It didn't happen last week, like at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, we'll okay. just push through. Keep going. Let's just tell ourselves that there's somebody up there. Yeah, somebody's up there. Um. Okay. So, they informed her that she was being kidnapped. They drove her to a remote wooded area and buried Barbara in a shallow trench inside a fiberglass reinforced box. So, she's in this, like, little tight box. Like, a basically, she's in a coffin. Can I ask something really quick? Sure. So, was the mom... Did the mom just become weak when she got the... No, so she was... Yeah, so she was obviously dizzy from the... Uh, chlor. What do you say? Chlor. Like, yeah, chloroform. Chloroform. Something like that. Yeah. Um. So she was like probably dizzy, but she was also like bound. Oh, and, okay, okay, okay. And gagged, so she couldn't leave. Okay. That's what I was wondering. I was like, is she just like on the floor, just watching everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like gotcha. just hanging out. Okay. Gotcha. No. So, um. Anyway, so she's basically being buried in this coffin. She's still alive, and um. The box was outfitted with an air pump, so it had, like, a vent, so she was getting, like, outside air, Mm -hmm. and she was able to breathe it in. She wasn't suffocating. Yeah, it was, actually, it wasn't even outside air, it was, like, one of those, like, like, what do you call it whenever you, like, go, like, diving? Those, like, packs Oh, like an air. air tank? Yeah, like, it was, oh, like, what an the, air... Oh, so she had a limited amount of air. Yeah, exactly, so it's, like, an air tank, it was attached to the box... And she was um, able to breathe the air through there. Okay. Basically. But um, anyways, it also had like a battery-powered lamp. So she did have light. Um, she had water, but it was laced with sedatives. Oh, sinatives. my. I think. S- Isn't it like sedatives? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. I think I'm saying it wrong. Like something to make her fall asleep again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, and it had food, but, like, just, like, a limited amount. Right. Um, and it also had, like, two plastic pipes, um, uh, that was, like, provide, like, providing her with outside air. So, it was, like, sticking through outside. So, even if she did run out of the air tank, she would still be able to breathe, probably just very limited again. Yeah, it would just be, like, torture. Like, you can barely breathe out Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because she can't. I mean, the the tubes were, like, in the middle, like, where the middle part of her body was. So, it's not like she can, like, stick her mouth through the tubes and breathe through it. Like, mm-hmm. she can't move around in the box. So, like, yeah, it would be, like, torture, pretty much. I want to text her right now. <laughs> and, like, ask? Yeah. I don't know. Up to you. Who? My leasing agent. So, you don't her. go to sleep scared? Yeah, because I'm freaking out. Yeah, it's it just, still really... It doesn't sound normal. It doesn't. It sounds like... Like, you know. can't hear him walking any, like, across anything, like... It's just literally, like... Yeah. Right in this area. Okay, sorry, keep going. Um, so, okay, around 4 a.m. the same night, police get a call from Barb's mother reporting the incident, so she got loose and she was able to call the police mm-hmm. that same night. Police rush over, and so does Stuart, which was Stuart 
um, the guy that's supposedly Barb's boyfriend, like the good friend, the guy that the police officer, supposedly police officer was saying, hey, they got into a crash. You know okay, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he rushes over to comfort Barb's mother. Um, and then Barbara's father, Robert Mackle, also flies in from Miami. Um, so that's, he, he's a wealthy, like, Florida land developer, so he has a shit ton of money. The father? Yes. Okay. Hours after the report, police decide this is a case for the FBI. Oh, God. Yes. Um, veteran FBI agent Rex Schroeder. Sure. I don't know how to say that. Arrives on the scene. At this point, the police have been, has been, um, bumped to the, like, or, sorry, at this point, the case has been bumped to the, like, the highest priority. Because mm-hmm. she's just been kidnapped. They, they don't think she's dead or anything. Right. Rex and his colleagues, Rex, the FBI agent, um, then begin interviews. Rex, Rex becomes suspicious of Stewart mm-hmm. um, when he suggests, Stewart suggests they probably kidnapped her for ransom money. So Stewart says he's, so after they do that interview, Stewart's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm driving home for Christmas break. He, and police let him do this. Uh, but they keep surveillance on him, you know. Can never be too safe. Right. And then FBI head out to Miami to talk to the Mackles family and friends. While visiting a family friend, they receive a call saying this regards Barbara. Then um, they give a location of a specific tree in the Mackles yard in Miami. And so police go over to the tree and they dig and they dig up a ransom note in a bottle. And the ransom note is demanding five hundred thousand dollars for from Barbara's father to get his daughter back. Um, what year was this? Uh, Do you know? let me. Rewind. I'm sorry, I, I don't remember. I'm rewinding. Um, 1968. Okay. So back then, um, that equals to about three point five million. Jesus. In like 2018 dollars, so like. Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit more now. The note also states that Barb is buried underground in a capsule in a remote area. So they let them know she's still alive. We just need the money. We'll let her go. With only enough air to last like a few days. So they put in the note like she only has enough air to last a few days. So you better make this quick. The note is found like like 700 miles away from where the abduction happen so the kidnappers either have like an accomplice in miami or like they planned it in advance right right um with um at this point it's been 10 hours so she's been buried alive for 10 hours yes robert barbara's father despite um desperate to get her back Gets ransom money ready. So he's like, okay, fuck, I'm just fucking pay the money. Like, get this over with. Like, right. I don't Give me my care. fucking daughter back. Yeah, exactly. And so to be, like, they don't have any way to contact, like, the um, the people that are asking for the ransom money. So he writes an ad to run December 18th in the paper. And it says, it's, like, kind of code. So it's, like, loved one, please come home. 
we will pay all expenses to try to give them like a heads up like hey we're gonna we're yeah, gonna we pay have the, the money. money yeah okay um they waited a whole day and night so she's still being ba- she's still buried alive at 3 45 a.m december 19th they finally receive a call so finally the abductors call and yeah, contact this is a little them. bit before Christmas. That's fucked up. I know. Um, the caller gives directions to a place five miles from the Miami home. He also directs Robert, the father, to bring no one, wear a white suit, and drive his Lincoln. Which I think is kind of random, but maybe just they did it just to see if he follows directions. Maybe something specific that they can point out as well. How do they yeah, know what keep he an drove? Eye for? I mean, I guess they stopped them before they had to wasn't it in their backyard in his backyard mm-hmm. mm. okay so they've obviously been planning this for a minute yeah mm, i agree with the cops i kind of think what's his face steward or whatever mm. all right keep going okay robert does as directed and he leaves the money in a suitcase on the bridge so like he hides it like over like not over the bridge but like you know on where the cars other... driving by can't see it mm-hmm and then he leaves. Um, FBI had, hadn't told local police about the drop. They were trying to keep it low-key because they were scared the police was going to leak the information to the press. Because they can't be trusted. Yeah, sometimes they can't, man. Yeah, so local police, they fucking hap- They just happen to come across the man carrying the suitcase with a gun. So, like, the abductor. They just happen to come across this random guy carrying a suitcase and carrying a gun, and they try to pull him over. The man drops the suitcase, and he takes off running, and he gets away. Oh, my God. Yes. So, like, they fucked everything up. Mm. Police recover the suitcase, not knowing shit, and FBI can hear all of this going down on the radio. So, they're like, fuck. We know the kidnapper has no money. They have no reason to tell her. uh, tell us her location or to even trust like trust them again right because they're like oh well you called the cops so yeah like you had the police watching like looking out for me basically um so okay so the police are still like kind of unaware at this point and they end up finding a abandoned car that's near the ransom drop-off um, so th- they called the FBI, the agents show up, and they find in the car rope, tape, a mask, um, even a key to the hotel that Barb was abducted from. Oh, shit. So this is obviously their car. Mm-hmm. The agents also find an intimate photos of a man in his late 20s. Um, so, like, in the, they're, like, basically nude photos. And one of the photos they find um, this new guy, he's, like, sitting in a chair, and he has the same police officer hat from the abduction mm-hmm. that the mother saw um placed over his junk over his wiener <laughs> i'll just say wiener because uh, okay the other words make me cringe yeah i just don't understand why he took a picture like that and yeah like and then the just car. like when i left it in your car <laughs> like fuck that's fucking weird okay um so okay so the people the person in this picture wasn't Stuart. okay yeah so that's F- okay never mind keep going Okay, so FBI, okay, yeah, so they, blah, 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 they remember that the mother had seen the same hat, thanks. <coughs> My bad. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, and so anyways, I look up the car, 
The car registration is in the name of a George Deacon. At this point, they aren't finding any info to George's whereabouts. And they don't even know, I'm assuming, if George is a real person. Yeah, so they can't, they have no idea who this guy is. They don't know where to find him. This is when the FBI get a call with new directions to another dropping point. So, thank God the people decided, okay, let's try to contact the police again and try to do this drop again. FBI do not make the same mistake twice, and they tell all authorities of the dropping point and what's going on. Mm -hmm. The second ransom drop was successful. Thank God. Yes, so they get the money. Um, But there was no word from the kidnappers. So they took the money and just didn't say anything after that? Yeah, they didn't say anything. Okay. Um, So FBI start doing research. They um, They find a George Deacon that works at the University of Miami Institute of Marine Science. They get in touch with his boss. So, okay. I want to ask so many questions, but I don't want to, I'm trying not to ask ahead well, anymore. Well, you can, maybe I can answer them. I just, I just, okay, so, so they wanted the ransom money, right? And did they just, like, I just don't understand, I mean, I guess this is all kidnappers. Like, were they really trying to kill her, or? Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah, just, I'm just confused, like confused at this about point. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't answer that. <laughs> you were right. Just kidding. <laughs> They get in touch with their, like I said, they get in touch with the boss. So the boss is, like, talking to them about this George Deacon. He's like... Okay, so he is real. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's a real person. He's alive. Okay. Um, they get in touch, and the boss basically tells him he hired him six months ago. Um, he's really good at building and making things. Mm. Mm, so that's a little... The coffin. Yes, and then it even gets better. He, The boss goes on to say he's known for building air ventilation boxes <laughs> for these marine research expeditions to put, like, specimens in. Right. So it's like, okay, this is starting to fucking add up. Yeah. Um, is this still in Florida? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so um, the boss also mentions Ruth... Um, this girl named Ruth. She's described as a very short woman, um, a little under five feet tall, that hangs around with him. And then police connect that with the information that Barb's mother gave, saying the second kidnapper was a very short person. Um, she thought was a man, but it, I mean, it could be Ruth dressed right. as a man. Because they had masks on, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So she could have just been, like, trying to disguise herself. So they kind of connect that. FBI then get another call from a man who said he bought a car from a man named Deacon, like, last name Deacon, for, or a car trailer, sorry, from a man named Deacon for only $35. And George Deacon seemed to be in a rush to get rid of it. Obviously, if you're fucking selling it for $35. For a whole car trailer? Um, Yeah, that's uh, fucking cheap. <laughs> Even for the 1980s. <laughs> almost 1990s, that's really cheap. Yeah, right? it's super cheap. Okay. So anyways, pl- um, FBI go over and they find letters going out to George Deacon, but also letters going to a Gary Crisp. Gary Crisp? Crisp. 
Christ? Okay. I don't know. Actually, it's K R I S T. Christ? Yeah. I would think it would be Chris. Yeah. When they looked up the name Gary Chris, they found a 23 year old man that had been arrested several times for car theft. This man is the same man in the photos found in the car near the drop box. Or so near the drop, not the drop box, what the fuck. Near the, um, like, drop off area. And that was a nude guy. Mm hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, he had escaped from prison and had been on the run for years. Oh. So I, my God. yeah. So, um, fingerprints found in Gary's file match the ones in the car. So, like, everything's adding up. Almost four full days after the abduction, the kidnappers finally call back. Four days? Yes. Okay. So, they, they're finally calling back after the second drop that was successful. It's fucking four whole days. Okay. They give directions um, to the FBI and law enforcement. Um, they immediately drive to the wooded area that were was the directions, and they start, like, searching the grounds. Law enforcement officers find those two pipes that I told you were that were coming out of the ground. Right. And they start to dig, um, and they find her. She's dead. No, she's rescued. Oh, <laughs> Gabby, why'd you pause like that? I was trying to make you nervous. My <laughs> bitch started sweating. I got to add, add some suspense. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, she was suffering from dehydration, but otherwise was unharmed. Perfect. Yay. Oh, thank so God. she survives. Two days later, Gary is caught. So Dickinson or whatever? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Deacon. Deacon. Not Dickinson. <laughs> Dickinson. What the fuck? So he was caught in like a swamp area. Gary admits his girlfriend had been his accomplice the Ruth? whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gary tells him that Ruth, um, I cannot say her last name, so I'm not even going to try because it's like. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. It's, Don't. It's, bad. it's like long. Um, um, she, he says that she got on the run. Ruth was the first woman ever on the FBI's most wanted list. Wow. I know. That's why I, I kind of like, I really like this story because it was like the first, like FBI Case. most wanted. Yeah. Right. Like that's like a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. She was the first woman ever on there. They find her three months later, 800 miles away in Norman, Oklahoma. And so whenever they like take her in, she states to the police, quote, I met George when we were on a marine expedition in September of 1968. We fell in love. Within two or three weeks, we talked about running away together. He told me he had dreams of the perfect crime, unquote. George then told her of his plans of kidnapping someone for ransom and them running away together. And then they agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. They drove down to the local library where they checked out the social register which is, um, like, a book that lists, like, the prominent families in the area. That's one thing about the old days that's pretty bad. You can find anybody in the phone book. Yeah, I know. Anybody. <laughs> anybody, bro. Yes. Shit. So that's pretty much how they found, like, the Mac- Mackles family. Right. Um, on the way out of Miami, they stopped by the Mackles house where they hid the ransom note. Then they flew to Atlanta and stalked the Mackles. Like the like Barbara, mm-hmm. they like stalked her. So that's how they knew that she was at the hotel. Okay, I was about exactly. To ask. Um, Ruth goes on to say the reason they weren't together, like they had got separated, was because after the first drop, 
um, they, whenever the police, like, he had to run off from the car, um, they couldn't, they couldn't find each other, they didn't have, like, phones or nothing, so they couldn't get in contact with each other, and she thought, okay, he's just, like, abandoned me, and he's doing this on his own, and he's just, like, throwing me under the bus, Mm -hmm. and so she flew out of state and, like, left the whole situation and was like, fuck, he just fucking left me on my own after he got all the money. Yeah. (laughs) She's still a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck her. Um, Ruth served four years, only four years in prison and was deported to Honduras where she lives today, which is some bullshit. Only four years, really, you buried someone alive. Literally buried somebody alive. So, are we almost towards the end? Mm-hmm. So, Stuart had nothing to do with this. No, end. yeah. So, he didn't have anything to do with it the whole time. It was just Gary and Ruth. Okay. And then Gary wow. was going under that, like, fake name. Wow. Uh, George Deacon to, like, sur- like live because he was on the run from prison. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, and then, okay, Gary only served 10 years, which is some bullshit, he was paroled in 1979, and he currently lives in Georgia. Just living You know what? Life? I'm about to stalk him and abduct him. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's about to come after us. <laughs> for, for, he goes, he's probably an old man by now. It's fine. I can take him. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that was in the 80s, so maybe. For real. <laughs> Um, Barbara was asked how she remained so positive, not only during the kidnapping, but after when she showed no ill effect from the ordeal. Like no trauma or anything? Yeah, Mm -hmm. she was totally fine. Um, she claimed she would imagine, like, while she was in the box, she would imagine, um, spending Christmas with her family, and she just never even doubted that she would be rescued. Oh my god. I know. So and sweet. She went on to marry Stuart and they lived a happy life. Oh. Yeah. So it's like that he ending. got blamed. I know that he I feel like, bad for blaming him. I know now. you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's Stuart. It's goddamn Stuart. I'm so sorry, Stuart. Wow. Yeah. So but I mean, you know they always look into somebody really close to the family at first <laughs> anyway, so Yeah, especially since the kidnappers were saying that it was his he was in the crash. Right. To get yeah. The home. So somehow, oh, but they were stalking them. So they knew. They you know? knew about him. That's yeah. That's so fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just lived happily ever after. So this story has a good ending. Yeah. I'm glad. Yay. Is that the end of it? Yep. That That's was a good all. ending. I'm yeah. really glad. Yeah. But the daughter lived on to live a happy life as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, bitch. I just told you she married Wait. Stuart. I thought Bar... Wait. I thought Stuart was... The mom's husband. No, fool. Stuart oh, is Barb's supposedly boyfriend. I think you're I, drunk. No, I was, I was getting Barbara. I don't know. Barbara sounds like an old person name. So. Yeah, so you're thinking, thinking it was the, the mother. Mom. Yeah. No, What's Barbara's. I don't know. I, oh, okay. I didn't get that. I didn't get it right, written damn wrong. Oh, okay. I got you. I, that's what I was, I was just thinking, like, Barbara. Barbara was, like, an old, but, no, then again, this was, like, named Barbara. this was, like, back in 1979, so now yeah. it's an old name. I was just, and, and if your name's Barbara, that's a beautiful name. <laughs> I was just, I don't know, I was just thinking, like, oh, that was the mom, that was the mom, and uh-uh. I thought it was the mom's boyfriend, but, no. okay, I got you now. No, 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 yeah. Good, good. Yeah, so oh, she married Stuart, and they good live happy ever I'm glad you ended off on a good note. I know, for the first time. I know. No deaths, no nothing. Wow. <laughs> they both got caught. I mean, they should have had longer, but uh, whatever. I know, that's some bullshit. I'm about to, I'm about to look them up on Facebook. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 please. <laughs> Not on my Wi-Fi. 
Well, that was really good, Gabby. Good job, man. Cool. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed episode six. Um, damn, that was. Th- I feel like this is a really good one as well. Last week was really good too. We're getting better, man. We're getting better at this. Woo! Just give us a minute, okay? <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for listening to episode six, season two. Don't forget to leave us motherfucking voicemails, okay? God. Um, tell your sisters, your brothers, your grandpappies, your grandmammies. Um, only tell your sister and brothers if they're old enough because we, I, I tend to cuss a lot. So don't, okay, anyways, you get it. Tell your, <laughs> tell your mom, your dad, your grandparents, anybody that is into this, please let them know about us and, you know, let them listen. Um, you can leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm backslash booze with booze. Um, we also have a script on our Instagram and our Twitter now that you can try to go off of if you don't know exactly what to say. Um, don't forget our merch store will be coming out. Um, if it is not already out, I will post another video or a message if it is out by this episode because um, this is the day before. So if if it's out by then, then, then I'll... I'll let you guys know, but just keep an eye out for that. Um, don't forget oh, to send us hey, your home st- for a second. Oh, hometown stories, <laughs> drunk stories. Go, Gabby. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, and then we'll totally get back to you about the, like, upstairs thing that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess with yeah, even if it's Even if it's some bullshit, we'll let y'all know. Yeah. Like, um, if there's somebody that happens to be up there, we're not going right? to lie about it. Oh, no, she's like, maintenance is up there till 10 o'clock. Yeah, like, we'll let y'all know. Yeah, it's no. still fucking creepy. Hopefully, there is somebody working up Hopefully there. Hopefully not, because if not, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but then you live here, so you'll have to deal well, with it. Well, nothing's happened to me yet, so... Well, you have to listen to those scary-ass yeah, noises. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've never heard anything until today, so... It's weird. I don't know. We'll keep you posted on that as well. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. I don't know if you can hear Myra talking, but she said it. It actually happened whenever we started recording. Yeah, this episode, like not before Hotel Galvez episode. Before it started, we were fine, and then as soon as we were about to record, like as soon as we were about to push the button, we literally had to stop because it started like pounding and it's not like a regular walk across the apartment like you know when you hear people walk on the top of your um roof or whatever in an apartment complexes you can tell that they're walking across the room this one is literally in one place and then all of a sudden they'll be in another place like you never hear the footsteps walking across which is a weird thing like right that's what's weird and we, uh, we even while i was telling my story we were still like hearing it we just try to tune it out yeah like uh, we paused for a second we we're like okay let's just try to cut it out and it still happened throughout the whole episode and myra went outside really quick and came back and she put her headphones back on and she heard the one of the last times that it happened she was like no that that one caught it like so mm-hmm. i'm sure y'all heard that one because we were trying to ignore it, but that shit, that shit's loud. It's loud. It, okay. Really loud. okay. Anyways, random, random thank you link. so much, guys. Uh, don't forget to leave us voicemails, home, hometown stories, blah, 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 everything I just said. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a good night. Peace. A good day. If you'd like to be featured in one of our future episodes by leaving us a voicemail, you can go to our website at anchor.fm backslash booze with booze. Or car booze with booze number at 832-409-3085. If you'd like to send us your hometown or your drunk, stupid stories, please send us an email. 
You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All of our contact information and social media links will be listed in the description below. Bye! Bye.